Amen. Aren't you thankful for his amazing grace in your life? He's worthy of our praise tonight, and that's what we've come to Tyler, did you We're change not microphones? Say, well, your church has three services, two in the morning and one at night, all day at church. Say, so, yeah, because he's worthy to be praised, and we're thankful for what he's done in our lives. We love him with all of our heart, and we're back tonight to give him some more love. Amen. I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of what the Lord's doing here in our thank church. Thank you. He's moving. He's doing a lot of special things in our lives. And I'm thankful, and I know you are too. And we've had two powerful services today reflecting on going back and remembering why we fell in love with him and what we're here for to demonstrate his love to others. And tonight, we expect nothing less but another powerful service. Cameron, it's good to see you. Amen. I was in the Caribbean relaxing at a resort and saw a picture of you in a bed at a hospital. I'm like, oh, man, what happened? But it's good to see that he's healing you and you're up. We love you. Appreciate the ministry that God's doing through you with our youth. So and tonight, the Lord's going to do something special in our lives if we open our hearts to him. Amen. Let's get out now in the aisles. Love one another and welcome each other to church.
You may be seated. We're going to receive the uh, worship the Lord in our offering tonight. Um, I, th I thought of so many wonderful th ways that the Lord has blessed me all my life financially. And I've, I've worked and had good jobs, and I married a good man that worked and had a good job. And we always paid our tithes and gave, and God just blessed us that much more. You can't outgive God. Sometimes we, we would try, and we would give special. I want to read you a scripture that um, uh, in uh, Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, when um, uh, the Lord was admonishing Israel to not forget him, he said, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Did you know you have power to get wealth? Yeah. Would anybody be interested in that? Let me see your hand. Oh, a few of you. Well, you need to think about getting wealth and being blessed financially, if nothing more than to get just to bless this church. Because we have a new church, and we need to bless the Lord. And bless, Yeah, let's thank the Lord for it. So um, God gave this word to the, the children of Israel, said, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. And there's more scriptures in the Bible about God blessing the work of our hands. You know, he does that. He blesses our minds on the job. He gives us favor. 
And God blesses us so much. A friend of ours who went out west to see his a missionary friend that had started a new work, kind of in a, it wasn't on the Indian reservation, but it was in an area where they had a lot of poor people. And um, he was there for several weeks, and he said to the man, he said, you have a lot of people. He said, yes. He said, how are your finances? He said, oh, our people don't have anything to give. They're all poor. He said, oh, really? He said, yeah. He said, how much have you preached to them about tithes and offerings? He said, oh, I don't preach none of that to them because they're all poor. So he was withholding what God said about getting power to get wealth from them. He thought they were too, too poor to be blessed. So he said, listen, you are failing God, and you're failing your people by, by, by not telling them what God said in his word about giving. Because there's so many scriptures that talk about give and it shall be given unto you. Those were Jesus' words in, in red letters in the Bible. I always thought red letters meant a lot more. <laughs> but it, it does because it's the words Jesus spoke. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom? Give and it shall be given unto you. And so this, this missionary friend said, you need to preach to your people. And he got up and the, the guest, he got up and he preached a sermon that morning about giving to God, how God wants us to give our tithes and offerings and bless the work. And the next Sunday, he was, they had revival all week, and the next Sunday they came in for the service and they were carrying all kinds of things. One of them brought chickens and one of them brought eggs and one of them brought vegetables from the garden. They all brought a tithe of what they had which is all God asks you to give. It's just a tithe of what you have. And when we work each week and we get those good paychecks, God only asks us to bring 10%, but we can give more if we want to. If you want to outgive God and be a blessing to others in an abundant way, just keep giving. Don't ever stop when you reach a certain plateau financially. Keep giving and let the Lord bless you more and more and more and more. It works. I'm telling you, it works. I'd like to preach three or four nights to you about that, but I won't do that. I can't tonight, but I got to thinking today because I was supposed to do the offering. There's probably a lot of people that need a financial blessing. How many of you could use one if God chose to bless you financially? Yeah, about all of us could, and we could give more to the church. You know, most people get, how many $1 bills do we get in the offering here, ushers? Do we get a lot? Very many? Quite a few. How many $5 bills do we get in the offering? A few? Okay, let's start a $5 bill thing for our offering. Just, just do this in yourself. See if you can bring a $5 bill for every offering that we take in this church. Try it for one month. I'd like to see us finish out January just giving these $5 bills in the offering to bless our church. Can we do that? We can. We can. It's probably, you're probably thinking, oh, I could never do that. That's $20 or $25 a week. Let's try it because you just can't outgive God. I challenge you tonight to give and let God bless you and see what he does. Jesus said it in red letters. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto you. So let's worship the Lord with our giving tonight. If you have a $5 bill, look in your purse again.
Look in your billfold again and see if you got any $5 bills. And let's put them in the offering tonight and bless the Lord. Can we do that? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful church, this wonderful group of people that you have given us to be together, to worship you, to reach the lost, to work, to bring in the kingdom souls, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing, and we just pray now that you would bless everyone that's here. Lord, touch your pe people financially. Let them be blessed so they can give and, and, and be a blessing for your cause and for this church. Lord, we want to see you bless our church financially, and you can do that through all of us. So bless and supply every need now. Bless our ushers. Thank you for them and their faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Worship in your gift. Because that offer, I mean, it feels like oh, I'm just putting money in a plate. It's a tithe. But really, is there any greater form of worship than an offering? Whether it's your money, whether it's your time, whether it's your praise. And I'm so thankful that we can bring that offering to Him to show Him that He's worth it. That no matter what, we want to give a sacrifice unto Him. Lord, we lay down an offering before you of our money, of our praise, of our love in the hopes that your presence will dwell in us, God.
Before you're seated tonight, I want you to just lift your hands all over the place. Would you honor the presence of the Lord that's here in this house tonight? God, we love you. We honor you, Jesus. We call on your name, Lord. We've come together in your house tonight. Lord, we sense and feel your presence, and we thank you so much. You sure have followed through. Lord, you you finish your word. You, you're here tonight, just like you promised in your word. You're here tonight, and we thank you. We bless your name, God. We just lift up your name. We sense and feel your presence here. The angels of God are in this house. 
The Holy Spirit is at work in this place, and we honor you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. Glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Something can happen right now where you're standing. You came in here needing a touch from God. You came in here with a prayer need, a request in your heart. You don't have to go any further in this service. I'm believing right now you can have that. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is here to perform the work of God. You've cried out. You've prayed to the Lord. You've given Him the needs. Reach up and receive right now. I believe there's a, a spirit of reception right now in this house. If you'll just receive from God. If you'll just receive from God right now, I believe He's here. He's here to touch you. He's here to heal your body physically. You need a healing touch. You've come into his house. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's here. He's here to do a work in your heart. He's here to do a work in your life. You have unsaved children. You have an unsaved husband or wife. I want you right now to begin to call their name out in the presence of God that's here. I'm believing that God is going to go in dispatched armies all the way, wherever they are, from Dayton to Cincinnati. God's going to touch your lost loved ones right now. If you call their name, call their name out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to lift up your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and praise him. Don't just do a little bit. Come on, let's just get in the presence of the Lord just for a few moments tonight. Hallelujah. You need God. You need to God. You need God to touch you on the job. You need a job situation straightened out. God's going to move right now in your job situation. Hallelujah. Are you calling out those unsaved loved ones? Call their name right now. Just call it out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Heaven, I'm going to shout till the walls come falling down. I'm going to worship. Going to worship. Would you just lift up your hands now? Just worship him. Worship the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for the moving of your spirit here tonight, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name, Jesus. We honor your presence, God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, there's no way that we can be in our second week of prayer and fasting, serving, and the Word of God Liz, there's just no way we can be in that 
kind of mode and we've taken ourselves back to the basics of God's word, prayer time and fasting before him and serving. There's no way we can be in the presence of God like we are and there not be miracles. I'm talking the hard stuff. I'm talking the tough stuff. This is a time, if you've got a hard need, this is a time to give it to God. I'm preaching tonight on prayer and fasting when Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, this hard thing, this thing cometh about only by prayer and fasting. There are some needs that will only be broken by prayer and fasting. You've been doing that right now, so this is the time to pray for those hard things, those difficult things, the impossible things. Right now, God is moving in this house for those things. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. I pray for healing in this house. I pray, God, for diseases to, to drop right now in the name of Jesus. I'm praying, Lord, for those rebellious kids in our family, the, the rebellion that's in teenagers sometimes, or, or kids, Lord. We're asking you right now, this is the time of prayer and fasting, and we're praying for a breakthrough in their life. We plead the blood of Jesus over their heart, over their soul, over their mind. No more confusion in the name of Jesus. We break the devil's plan, his device, his tools over them. We come against the lies and deceptions the enemy has filled their mind with. Confusion has to go. Deception has to go. We rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus. come against the enemy that would try to divide our church. I come against the enemy that would try to bring division and try to bring a spirit of, of deception into the church. I come against that tonight in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it and rebuke it in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. I pronounce freedom over this house. We're doing some, we're doing spiritual warfare here tonight because we've been fasting and we've been praying. God is moving right now. If you know anything about the Spirit of the Lord, I pray that you join me right now in agreement for the work the Holy Spirit is doing in this place. This is an easy time, easy time to take care of, of the needs and the things the enemy is trying to do to fight. I come against the division in homes, the division against a husband and a In the name of Jesus, 
Wherever there's division between a husband and a wife, in the name of the Lord, we come against it tonight. Rebuke the liar. Rebuke the enemy. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now I want you to put your hands together and give the Lord praise. Let's praise the Lord. Do you have a shout in you? Praise God, praise God. Glory to God. Every now and again, we just got to set the devil straight. You hear what I said? Every now and again, you just got to put the devil in his place. You got to do that, Scott. Sometimes you got to put the devil in his place because he'll mess with you. He'll do his best to cause you to be weak in your faith. But some, every now and again, you just got to say, devil, get behind me. I'm moving forward. I'm going to be strong and a man of God. I'm not going to let the enemy mess with me. I'm not going to let the enemy mess with my family. He's not going to have my kids or he's not going to have my grandkids. He's not going to have my husband in Jesus' name. Set him straight. And when you've been fasting and praying, it gives you some authority, doesn't it? You just, you're able to walk in some power that you didn't have before. Because that's what the promise of the word is. Now you know, I'm not saying it's our power. It's his power. But his power is here. And it's working through us right now. And when you've been fasting and praying, I'm telling you, that's when you ought to be doing business you ought to be taking care of business. You ought to be in the war. It's war zone. We're in a war zone. You didn't know you were going to sing in the war zone tonight. Didn't know you were going to play in the war zone, did you? He's so quiet. He's like, don't, don't point me out. One more time, just lift your hands and praise God because he's here. I promise you he's here. I promise you. He's here tonight. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Lord, we honor you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right, guys, don't go far. As a matter of fact, I'd appreciate it if you just sit right back there and don't go down so I have to call you and waste time for you to get back up here. Mark chapter 2 and verse 18. I'm going to get right to it. Mark chapter 2 and verse 18. The disciples of John... And of the Pharisees were fasting. Then they came and said to him, to Jesus, Why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come. Turn to somebody and say, the days will come. The days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. And then they will fast in those days. Father, we ask your blessings on your word. You're already here. I thank you for the moving of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated if you can. Jesus knew there was going to be a time come when he would no longer physically 
in the flesh be present with them. We know he promised them the Holy Spirit. But he would not physically be present in the church or with his disciples. But he also knew that perilous times would come. And as the Holy Spirit is doing the work of God in the earth, God has, the Holy Spirit was sent. If you remember, Jesus said, John baptizes you with water. I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So we understand that the working of the Holy Spirit is going to be through us. That's why I said that we needed to do business here tonight. We need to do spiritual warfare. I had the Lord. I didn't come in planning that. I was going to preach on this fasting and prayer and get right to it. But while I was sitting here and they were singing those songs, the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, Y'all have been fasting and praying. Why is nobody doing spiritual warfare? I'm going to let it sink in for a minute. We don't want to get caught up in the rituals of our of our ceremonial, sacred, religious form and deny the power. When we're fasting and we're praying and we're reading God's word and it's filling us up, man, that is the perfect opportunity for somebody to put Ephesians chapter 6 on and get to work fighting the enemy. You need him out of your house. You need him out of your home. You need him away from your marriage. You need him away from your kids. You need him to do a work in your job and in your community. You need God to do something. This is the perfect opportunity for you to trust the power that's at work in us. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all, we can ask or think according to the power that's at work in us. When you've been fasting and praying, I'd like to think that we would just keep this up 365 days out of the year so we could come in here and do spiritual warfare every day. But the Bible's clear to point out, and we're going to look at it in just a minute. But Jesus knew that perilous times were going to come. And he knew that the working of the Holy Spirit in their lives and in their hearts, he, he knew they were going to need to keep self out of the way. See, we're the tool the Holy Spirit uses. And so part of what 21 days is, Cindy, and what we're doing with all of this and, and, and the time of fasting and reading and praying and serving in, in our church is because we're getting ourselves in position to be used by the Holy Spirit without hindrance, without anything standing in the path or in the way. We want to be vessels of honor prepared for the master's good use. Amen. Say amen to me a lot and we'll be leaving soon. You sit there like a lump on a log and I'll preach till 10 o'clock because I'll figure you ain't getting it. So, there we go. Now you're helping me. He said, and then they will fast in those days. We're living in those days now. I said, we're living in those days now. We're living in the perilous times that Jesus knew we would need fasting and we would need the spirit at work in us. The bridegroom is not physically with us in the flesh, but he is after, uh, he is here in a spiritual way and through the power of his Holy Spirit he's here and he's here in, in the ways that he has shown us. He said, if any man, I'll read it again, I'll say it again, I said it this morning, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, deny himself, deny himself. How many times we got to hear that? Deny yourself, get self out of the way. And when we do that, the Holy Spirit, do you ever notice your most unspiritual times is when you are totally consumed with yourself? 
You ever notice that? Some of your most unspiritual times are when you are consumed with yourself. But when we get ourselves out of the way, fasting and prayer and the word of God and serving others, loving others, it puts us in position for God to bless. This is the avenue by which God has chosen to bless his people. I've, we've said it before, you, you've seen those plaques in Gatlinburg, prayer changes things. I added something many years ago, you could probably quote it, you know it just about, like you know my Harrita story. With, I say prayer changes things, yes, but without prayer, nothing changes. Let me just cool you in on something. If you are not praying, then you are not seeing the work of God. You are not seeing answers to prayers you don't pray. get really clear again. I'm in one of those moods tonight. You will not see answers to prayers you don't pray. Somebody needs to get their list out. Well, the Lord knows my need. He sure does. But he says, you have to ask. You have not because you got to ask. You got to get those prayer lists out. You got to start writing out your prayer list. Well, just God, the Bible says God knows my need before I ask. He does know your need, but he's not going to answer a prayer that's not been prayed. That's his way. He's already told you that in his word. So if you're not praying the prayer, then you're not seeing an answer to that prayer. You're not seeing any great move of God, the great power. But I believe there is great power in, in prayer and in fasting together with prayer. Some people don't. Don't see that. They ignore this stuff. I, I get people a lot of times, and, and I don't condemn them or judge them. I just figure they're immature, and they've got to grow up in the Lord. But many times people say, oh, <laughs> fasting's not for me. Really? Well, I'd find somehow, I'd find some way to do it. I'd find some way to fast, considering that Jesus said there were even some, some things that will not happen without it. So you are limiting God in your life. You're putting a big old box over top of God. Some people ignore fasting. Some people misunderstand what fasting is all about. It's important for us to understand and know what God's doing. There's a, a scripture in Matthew chapter 17 I, I want to talk about for a few minutes. You got Jesus. He's returning from his transfiguration He's been on the mountain with Peter, James, and John, and you know there was a cloud, and, and Elijah and Moses was there with Jesus up in the sky, and these, these disciples, they, they were determined, oh, we're going to build a, a temple. We're going to build an altar to each one of these, these guys that were up here, and then next thing you know, they're gone, and Jesus is more working his way down the mountain, and they get down to the mountain where all these people are waiting, other disciples are waiting, and a crowd of people are waiting because they can't, they, they can't wait to see what other miracles that Jesus is going to do. And as they get down to the mountain and they get down close to where everything's at, Jesus finds something there that we need to talk about tonight. Because this is the problem with people who, who, under, who don't understand the power that is in prayer and fasting. They get down there and a man comes running up to Jesus and says, Lord, my, can you touch my child? My son throws himself in the fire. He throws himself sometimes in the water and he's just all a mess. Lord, and I went to your disciples.
I went to the elders. I went to the Stratford Heights Church of God members. And I asked them to pray over him, and, and, and he couldn't be cured. And Jesus, right there in front of him, you know, he's, he's sensing and he's knowing the problem immediately. Let me tell you something. There's not a problem with power. There's a problem with how we connect with that power. There'd be a lot more answers to prayers if we would get back to what we're talking about on Sunday morning, the basics. If we could launch ourselves into that destiny that God has for us. If we would truly allow the working of God to touch our lives and the putting away some things. I think this is a good time in our church for us to clean out some things out of our lives, out of our heart, unforgiveness and bitterness and, and different feelings. We got you know, judgment and condemnation over others. It's time for us to get a hold of the true spiritual pureness of God's strength and power in our lives and watch what God does. So the first thing we see when Jesus comes down this mountain is he's seeing a problem with his disciples, with his church. It says in Matthew 17 and verse 14, it says, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. This was a need that was too big for them. This was a need that was too big for them. How many of you believe there should be no needs too big for God's children? They had just been in that place where they were up on the mountain. They'd just been in this place of, of, of seeing how the, the possibilities were limitless. God had shown them such glory and they'd seen such beautiful things come down the mountain to face this problem. That in a moment Jesus turned the situation around. Verse 17, then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. What seemed an impossible situation had been accomplished. By the power of God. By Jesus in the flesh filled with the spirit of God. You need to remember that Jesus had come to the earth as a man. Jesus was here and he was subject to like passions as we are. He was living out. He was tired. He was exhausted. He'd gone through so many different things. And here is Jesus in the, the, the son of man stage of his life. And he makes the impossible happen. He reaches out his hand and the supernatural power flows. But it starts the disciples thinking. They're sitting back and we see what happens next. In verse 19, we see that they didn't just glorify God, thank God, and shout and praise the Lord and move on. They literally had a question that we ought to ask. They had a question that's beautiful. It's a question we ought to be concerned with tonight. It's a question as pastor I'm concerned with. When people come down for prayer, I'm concerned. Brother Ray, when I don't see an answer to prayer, I want to find out what do we got to do. Many times in my life I've sought 
the power of God. And I've sought him in answer to prayers, Gary. And I've said, I want to see a move. I'm not going to move till I see something. God, what do I need to do? How long do I need to stay here? How long on my face? How long do I need to seek you? How long do I need to fast? Lord, I'm going to get a hold of you. Many times we have those questions. I can't be upset with the disciples because there have been times in my life when I have prayed over, am I the only one? There have been times I've prayed over situations and I didn't see a change. And I'm learning more and more and more, Brother McCoy, from God's word that I need to see changes. So I'm more determined than I've ever been that we're going to press through to find out where the power is. Where is the river flowing? I want to get in on that. I want God to move, Cameron. I want God to move mightily. There are some young people's lives, not only in your group, but in my family. I want to see a breakthrough. And I'm not satisfied to just hope they get it. I'm not satisfied to just say a little prayer every now and again. I'm not satisfied to let them keep going day after day, month after month, year after year, knowing that they're lost and on their way to hell. I'm not satisfied with that. I want to see a change. I'm determined to see a change. The word of God is telling us here. They looked at Jesus in verse 19. They said, then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Lord, why couldn't we do that? We pray like you pray. We've watched you pray. Lord, we asked you to teach us how to pray. We pray every prayer. You, We've watched you move. We've watched you cast demons out before. We've watched you. We did it just like you taught us. The Lord looked at him and told him something he's telling us tonight. So verse 20, so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, can you believe this is where he threw that in? If you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing, say nothing, nothing will be impossible for you. I'm teaching you tonight. I'm a pastor tonight. I'm teaching us as a church I wish there were about a thousand people here. I wish everybody who came this morning could hear what we're talking about right now. Because if you'll get a hold of this, nothing shall be impossible for you to pray. Nothing will be impossible. He said, however, ah, now he's going to tell us something. He's given us a little insight. He says, now if you'll just have faith, you can move mountains. You can tell a mountain to move from here to there. And it'll do it. That's Jesus. Man, we, we got a lot of practice to do, don't we? We got a lot of practice today in the church, don't we? I'm telling you, this is going to be a year of power. It's going to be a year of searching out for the big things, the awesome things. I, I like praying. I, I'll pray for headaches, and, and I'll pray for little things. And, and I love to, to pray for any need. But you know what I'm going for, Dorothy? I'm going for the big stuff. I want to go for the hard stuff. I want to go for the things that the devil has tried to lie and tell us there was no hope for. I want to get down where it's really the devil is having a heyday with our family and with our kids and our, 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 our people here in our church. I want to get down to where it's the, it's the devil against God and we are the tool standing in the way. I want to be that one that's standing empowered in 
endued with power from on high and be one who is anointed to speak life into death situations. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. If we'll get a hold of this, Brother Hale, if we'll get a hold of this, sickness will have to go. All kinds of disease will have to fall. All kinds of sin that's got people tangled up is going to have to break off. We'll see some victory and some deliverances like we've never seen before. They'll be coming from all over this community. If we'll ever just get this right, if we'll ever understand what's really happening here, your kids will get saved because they'll be the, the enemy and his hold over them will be broken. How many want to see some chains break in the lives of you? Not just the song. Break every chain. Break every chain. I don't know that we mean it. Sometimes those songs become so careless to us and callous to us, we, 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 don't, even, we don't know what we're singing. I want to see every chain broken. I want to see every device, every plan, every target the enemy's put on the children of God. I want to see it fall crumble. I want the enemy to run in shame and disgrace. I want him to be embarrassed. I want to see him humiliated for what he's done to our families and to our people. However, Jesus says, this kind does not go out. There are some spirits. There are some demonic activities. There are some holds strongholds, if you will, on people's lives. There's some things the Bible tells us cannot be broken without prayer and fasting. Why? Why, Pastor Ray? I don't know. I don't know why he put a, 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 a requirement like that on us. I know what it does. Like I've told you before, I believe fasting gets us in a position where we get before God and we're humble and we're broken and we're, we, we push away selfish needs and we don't no longer seek after our own thoughts and our own desires. So we get in position. You know, like I've told you before many times, fasting is not about getting God's attention. It's about getting our attention. About God getting our attention. So we know that what, what he's really kind of saying here is you've got to get to the place where you are praying and you are denying self. You get in that position and Jesus said, not the church of God, Jesus said, not the preacher, Jesus said, the hard things, the things that won't go out by simple just desire, because that would be our prayers or our desires, right? Our petitions, our wants. get into that place where we are praying in the fervency of the spirit with denial of self. Jesus said that is like unlocking a combination lock of power. And it's a specialness. Some of these things, Jesus said, they, this kind, don't go out but by, except by prayer powerful scripture right there. It's, it's, I wrote this down, guys. You only need a little bit of faith and you can move mountains. However, I'm going to let you in on something you need to know. There are some demonic problems that can't be solved 
for just your desires. It's got to be put together in the powerful formula of prayer and fasting. Can I get somebody to say amen in here tonight? Obstacles that have a whole different dimension of difficulty. There's some things that have a whole different makeup. They need a spiritual breakthrough. Maybe your daughter, maybe your son, maybe your husband. Maybe they need a spiritual breakthrough. Are you ready to move forward into the situation? Are you ready to, to, to do what we call spiritual warfare? Are you ready during this time of fasting, during this time of praying, during this time of filling our spirit with the word of God? What are you going to do with that? You just going to brag how you lost a couple pounds? You just going to brag how you were able to endure it for three weeks? You just going to live for the, the 21st day so you can have yourself a big old pot of lasagna? Are you going to get to work and get busy letting this time be at Let this be a time where we do warfare in the spiritual realm where we literally begin walking in a power that is beyond ourselves that's beyond our own ability that's even beyond our own spiritual strength to walk not in just the things we know and in the things that we have allowed to be birthed in us but to walk in the spirit's power in a supernatural way wherever we go I'm talking about moving in a supernatural power you want to see things break during this time of fasting and prayer and the word and serving? This is the best time they'll ever be. That's why God led us to pray over those hard things tonight. You need to pray over every hard and difficult thing. Wherever there is a spiritual breakthrough that is needed, you need to get a hold of God for it right now. If you ever prayed for your children, you need to be praying for them right now. If you ever prayed for that lost loved one or that job situation or that marriage that's fallen apart, if you ever prayed for them. You need to pray for them now. You need to pray morning, noon, and night. You need to do it all day long. Call it their name out because there is a supernatural power that is at work in the hearts and lives of those who are dedicated and committed to the task of, of gaining spiritual breakthrough power. We're, we're, we're going to have a breakthrough, Jennifer. Liz, we're going to have a breakthrough. We'll have a breakthrough in our finances. We're going to have a breakthrough in our ministries. We're going to have a breakthrough where the enemy has tried to, to cause the church. I, I have never in all my life as a pastor, I could write down a book. I could write a new book on all the different ways the enemy has tried to divide this house since we dedicated that new building. I can tell you since we dug ground out there, it's like I've said it before and you've heard me. There are some people that just walk around and they are just oblivious. They don't have a clue. They walk around like puppets on the devil's string. You are mad at the pastor. I am mad at the pastor. You don't like Cameron Jones. I don't even know why. I just don't like that guy. I don't like Gary Turner. I used that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Some people just like puppets on a string. They don't, the devil comes up and whispers stuff in their ear, and they don't have no more spiritual discernment than to just follow right into it. The devil tells some folks, won't you cause trouble? Why don't you talk about somebody? Why don't you stand out in the lobby today and see how many whine, whining and complaining people you can run into? Why don't you just share all your disgruntlements with about ten people before you leave today? And they just, yes, sir. I am so unhappy. I think pastor should wear a suit on Sunday night. I can't believe he didn't wear a suit. I'm about to leave this church. I can't believe he didn't wear a tie. Some people just walk around letting the devil just speak right into their spirit. Just anything into their mind that he wants to say. And they follow right after it. They don't have no discernment. They don't have a spiritual eye. They're not listening and in tune to God. But there are some of us in here that are going to get a hold of this truth in God's word. We're going to allow the spiritual breakthrough power to get it down inside of us. And we're going to start walking ahead of the enemy. I don't like to walk in reaction to the devil. I don't want to walk in reaction to the stories I hear. I want to start moving around and sniffing it out myself. I want to look for the devil down every aisle if I have to. I want to find wherever he's getting ready to attack or wherever he's planning some kind of a, a, a target on somebody. I want to sniff it out in prayer, in spiritual strength and breakthrough and I want to get a hold of God and see a move of God take place in their lives before the enemy they don't even know he was coming. Proactive Pentecost. That's a brand new theology right there. Proactive Pentecost. Somebody says, well, you're, we're just people. We're just living on the earth. We're just all here. Just love. Breathe in, breathe out, sleep and eat. And just let things go as they go. You probably would have been a hippie in the 70s. I see the enemy. I see him go places and I see the torment in people's eyes and I see the way they can't sleep and they can't function, they can't hold a job. I see people, I, I, meet, I met with someone this last week so depressed, he, he, he couldn't get out of the depression that was just completely clouding him over. He said, I don't know, I can't eat, I can't sleep, I'm depressed, my mind is racing, I'm thinking about my problems and I can't get out of it, I don't know what to do, I can't talk to my kid, I can't talk to my wife, I can't talk to nobody, I can't even go to work. Pastor, I've been off work for three days, I can't function, I don't know where this comes from, I'm a happy guy, I don't normally fight like this, I don't know what's wrong. And I sensed immediately the spirit of depression on him and I began to pray right there while I was talking to him and I promise you I said Lord in the name of Jesus give him a spiritual breakthrough give him right now the power to step up out of the mire and the clay and get the freedom that he needs from your mighty hand set him free Lord break the spiritual bondage over his mind and spirit. And you know what? I've seen signs of it from the moment he left my office clear up until I saw some this very week. A change in his life. I've seen a desire and a move towards God. And I'm so happy right now. I want you to help me just praise God that he answered a prayer. If we'll get serious about our needs... If we'll get serious about what's going on, if we'll get serious, we'll see answers to our prayers. This is a spiritual breakthrough. Jesus said, some things only come about by prayer and fasting. 
We remember Jesus was led into the wilderness, and when he made his way into the wilderness, he fasted and he prayed 40 days before he encountered the devil. He was literally fasting. Jesus. If Jesus fasts and prays in order to fight the devil, who do we think we are? Who do we think we are? If Jesus set the example in our lives, then we need to be examples as well of that power and that work in our own lives. Clearly, he set the example it says in Luke chapter 4 and verse 14, then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. How many of you want to return in the power of the Spirit? I said, who wants to return in the power of the Spirit tonight? Come to the pianos, if you will. Begin to play for me. I want you to stand with me. Fasting puts you in position. Or supernatural breakthrough power. That's what I'm calling it. And I like that, what we call that Pentecost. What did I say? Proactive Pentecost. I like that. Proactive Pentecost. God, help us tonight. You've got issues. You've got concerns. You've got lost loved ones. You've got problems. You've got things. And you've prayed and you've prayed and you've prayed. And you've held on and you've held on. And you've just finally almost have given up. You've almost just put it aside. You've almost even convinced yourself, well, there's some people that are just never going to get it. Maybe I just got to accept that maybe my loved one is just not going to get it. Boy, that's a lie from the devil. There's not a demon in hell can't be run out. There's not a devil in hell that can't be completely rebuked and sent out. There's a pig waiting for the devil that is attacking your family. Man, I feel God. I want you to get out and meet me in the altar. If you have any hard thing that needs a spiritual breakthrough power, get down here as quickly as you can. I'm not going to keep you long, but we're going to get a hold of God right now. I want you to come. He said, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you'll say to the mountain, move. I'm asking you right now to come believing. Believing, that's what this prayer is all about. It's believing and then it's knowing that we are preparing our own vessel to be a, a useful tool in the hand of the Lord. We've been fasting, we've been praying, we've been reading God's word. We're serving and loving others. Man, we are set up for a miracle in here tonight. We're set up for it, are you ready? I want you to close your eyes. Don't look around to nobody that's around you. I don't want you to focus on them. I want you to focus on only one thing. I want you to focus on spiritual breakthrough power right now. I want God to touch you right where you're standing. I want you to leave out of this house. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit, and you are doing a work that God is empowering you to do already. Before you ever get to the car, you're anointed already in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Begin to praise him right now. Begin to call on him right now. The power of the Lord is here. The power of the Lord is here. He's setting you up for spiritual breakthrough right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Do your work in us, God.
We are ready now, Lord. We're fasting. We're praying. We're reading our word. We're serving. God, we're ready. Empower us by your spirit. Touch us right now. And Lord, we call those hard things. We call out. We call out those hard things right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, that most difficult prayer request, that prayer need that we have shoved off into the back of our mind and we're not, we're not even asking about it anymore. God, call it to the forefront of our heart and let us, Lord, bring it before you in this altar in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Glory to your name, Lord. Thank you for what I feel. Lord, I feel such a fervency. Every now and again, you gotta fight. Every now and again, our, our relationship with you, it's got to be spiritual warfare. Every now and again, we've got to understand the reality of what we're fighting, spirit against the flesh. And Lord, we, we recognize that tonight. And we stand in the power of your Holy Spirit. We receive right now. Would you receive from the Lord? Lift your hands and receive from God. Let him touch you by his spirit. In the name of Jesus, prepare us. Make us, mold us, Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Don't be afraid to pray out loud. Don't be afraid to do that. If you're, if you're not intimidated, would you just do that? Would you begin to cry out loud to the Lord? I think this sanctuary needs a resounding voice of the people of God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Miracles, miracles. We see miracles tonight. We call out miracles, Lord. That need, that hard thing, God, we're calling out right now in Jesus' name. God, we can't do it in our own strength even in our own spiritual strength. We're calling on heaven right now to do the impossible. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord.
Would you turn to somebody right now, find you a prayer partner or two, two or three folks standing beside you. Would you begin to pray for one another? It's impossible sometimes for all of us to get around. We want to pray for those standing around us. Would you do that? Find you a partner somewhere where you can pray with someone. Begin to pray for them right now. Just let the Holy Ghost use you to pray. Thank you, Lord. Well, the Bible says, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. How many of you have got triumph? You're triumphant in your voice. I can't hardly wait to set you free. Can I just say this, though? It's so good to have Brother and Sister Worley home, back home to Stratford Heights. They're here today, and they're home. So we're, we're delighted. They, if you don't know these folks, Sister Worley, raise your hand. This lady, they've been going to church here for 1,455 years. And they went off on a mission trip somewhere, and we're glad that they're back tonight. But they, she hugged me earlier, and she said, we're home. And so we're welcome home. You're, you're part of us. You don't even have to fill out a visitor card. No way. We just put you to work. <laughs> we love you. I can't hardly wait to set you free. Because you're going to walk out of this house and you're going to have supernatural breakthrough power. Everywhere you go, you're going to touch things. 
Amen. Give the Lord praise. Amen. Amen. Can't hardly wait to set you free. Because you're walking out of here with supernatural breakthrough power. Say that. Supernatural breakthrough power. I mean, don't be afraid to lay hands on things. Don't be afraid to be a weirdo. Because there's power in him. And that don't mean I, I don't want you to go laying people out at Kroger's, you know, just. But I want you, you know, if you've got a child that needs, stand right here. You know, it's all right. I do this sometimes. Just walk by one of those kids and just be like, hey, you just laid hands on them. The Bible says the sick will recover, and I believe all the demons have to run too. Give God opportunities to work. Give him opportunities to work. Put the hard stuff in front of him during this season especially. And then once we learn the value of this, what happens is we decide we're not just going 21 days. We're going to keep reading, we're going to keep praying, we're going to keep fasting, and we're going to keep going. How many of you would say, well, I don't want to put you on the spot. No, we won't do that. Brother Bates, I've learned. I can't do that. Don't put people on the spot. Come and pray for us. I want you to come dismiss us in prayer. He's a preacher of the gospel. He's someone who we love around here. Boy, if you haven't heard him preach yet, you will. He brings the house down. You're anointed. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, the name above every name, the name whereby every chain is already broken. We just have to accept it, Lord. Lord, we walk out of here tonight changed, a transformed people from the word of God that we've heard tonight and by the power of God that we've experienced tonight. And Lord, we walk out of here with a fresh new anointing. Uh, that when we walk out of here tonight, uh, we don't walk out of here as just a church member, but we walk out of here as a blood-bought, Holy Ghost-filled child of the living God with living, active faith in a living, active God that knows no bounds. Lord, we believe nothing is impossible, not because of who we are, but because who is on the inside of us. Lord, let us realize and operate in the truth that the greater one is inside of us and the greater one wants to move through us and he will move through us if we'll just take him at his word and trust you, Lord, to accomplish your word through us. God, we're believing for a mighty anointing of the Holy Ghost that'll turn this area upside down, inside out for Jesus Christ. Lord, the first church, they said they turned the world upside down. It's the same Holy Ghost that moved through them that's still moving through your people today. And we believe it, Lord. We believe it. Oh, Oh God, we're believing you for greater things. We're believing you for greater things. Lord, we're believing you that every wall that's been built will be torn down in the spirit realm. We're believing you for every situation that we may have even said in ourselves, it's impossible. We're going to realize that with you all things are possible, God. 
and we're believing and we're, we're going to receive everything that you have promised us in your word and we ask this not in just the name of a denomination, a church, a minister, a prophet, a good man, but we ask this in the name that is above every name, the name whereby cancer has to go, the name whereby marriages are put back together again, the name whereby wayward children come walking down that prodigal road back home, that name of Jesus, amen and amen. Amen. Well, there you go. Church is not dismissed. The church is leaving the building. Amen. God bless you.